evening and welcome to Central Park Baptist Church tonight. We're glad that you're here. Brother Yule's not going to be able to make it tonight, so you get me. Amen? Take your hymnal, if you would, please, and let's all stand and open up to number 325. Number 325, Jesus Saves. Amen? Here we go. Have heard the joyful sound, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, spread the tidings all around, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, bear the news to every land, climb the steep and cross the waves, onward tis our Lord's command, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Wafted on the rolling tide, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Tell to sinners far and wide, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Sing ye islands of the sea, echo back ye ocean caves. Earth shall keep her jubilee, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. On the fourth verse now. Give the wind a mighty voice. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Let the nations now rejoice. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Shout salvation full and free. Highest hills and deepest caves. Is our song of victory. wonderful news that a human being could ever hear is that Jesus loves me and he's willing to give his life for me. Amen. And I get to go to heaven because Jesus saves. Father, thank you for this morning, that all the things that were done. Thank you for all this afternoon, all the work that was done in homes and in lives and across the country. And now thank you for this evening that we could be here in church together as a family. Thank you that you would allow us to have a place that we could meet and hear the preaching and the truths of your word. I ask that you fill our pastor with the power of your Holy Spirit, and as he speaks, you would flow through him as water would flow through a hose, and that you would convict our hearts and draw us closer to you because of what we hear from your word tonight. Bless now this service for your glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll, be, if you'll sing real good, you may be seated. Amen. And turn over to number 327. Do you know that you've been born again? Number 327. Do you know? Jesus saves, but do you know that you've been born again? Amen. Oh, 
your hopes up. All right. If you have your bulletin from Sunday, grab those real quick. Let's run over those. Please don't forget uh, uh, to sign up for the Discovery uh, Center Creation Museum for next week. Need to get your name on there so we can figure out how many that we have going. So far we've got about 50. So uh, that sounds pretty good. So don't forget about that. Uh, also, please don't forget about uh, ladies Bible study, or excuse me, ladies and men Bible study coming up Monday night, the 25th. Uh, you don't want to forget that, okay? So uh, please keep your bulletins in, in hand, and don't forget about everything that's in there. Potluck dinner and, and coming up the 31st of this month. And uh, so please don't forget. There's a lot of stuff going on, so you don't want to forget about that, okay? Uh, if you Did you see any of the video from the bake sale? Uh, everybody did pretty good. They think the young people raised about $600 so far, so uh, it's not bad. Anybody got sick from any of the stuff that the men cooked? None yet? All right, good, good. Well, if you hadn't got sick, the ladies cooked it, all right? Um, all right, prayer sheets. If you've got those, uh, grab those real quick. Uh, just an update on Miss Cindy. Her surgery was this morning. Uh, when she fell the other day and broke her wrist, she's doing well. She uh, came out of surgery just fine, no complications. So just please keep her uh, in your prayer, if you would, please, that, uh, that the recovery will go well. Pray Brother Coy that he handles it well and helps her, all right? Uh, so please keep her in your prayer. Pray Miss Brenda, is, uh, her arm continues to heal from her surgery. Uh, keep praying for Brother Sen uh, Dennis and Miss Susie and their health. Uh, he's still doing some extra dialysis and uh, from the surgery and the uh, things that he had going on uh, this last week. So remember to pray for them, all right? We've got some, pray for Brother Shelton. He got caught in traffic in Denton a while ago. Then he got feeling bad, and so he turned around and went back home. So pray for him. Uh, he's got to be ready by Sunday, all right? I mean, uh, he's, uh, yeah, you know, Brother, brother uh, Marco does okay. Uh, but he's not Brother, uh, you know, Brother Shelton. That's it. Amen. Amen. So uh, pray for Brother Shelton, but he did not feel well, so keep him in your prayers, all right? Uh, unspoken request this evening? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, any special request that, uh, real quick, that uh, we do not have on the prayer sheet? Everybody doing all right? Brother Eric? Okay, y'all pray for them, all right? 
Yes, ma'am. So y'all, well y'all pray for pray for them, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. Well y'all remember to pray for pray for those. All right, brother Big Nell. Yeah, we want to get it here before we get it to Springfield, okay? Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Remember, pray for Miss Corbello. Her surgery went pretty good too, and we've been we've had them on our prayer sheet. So pray for them. All right. Uh, pray for today Sunday. Lord helps have a good day. We've been having some visitors. Pray that Lord will uh, see fit to send them back. And uh, it's good to have uh, Brother Jeff and Miss Robin with us from Springfield. He came all the way to Springfield just to hear me preach. Amen. Amen. Appreciate that. You know he's all right. You know he's it's he's a good friend. I'm telling you, it, it's a uh, you know, but yeah, anyway, I won't tell you what I really think, but he's a good friend, all right? But uh, got a great church in Springfield, just uh, appreciate their friendship, and they're uh, here celebrating their anniversary and and uh, taking some time away, so uh, I appreciate them. They're going to come out and stay with us for a couple of days, and uh, so pray with them <clears throat> that uh, everything goes good. There's a lot of things to see, and they haven't had time to see all of them. But, um, you know, Dave's still got a couple of days left, so uh, y'all keep them in your prayers. And, again, appreciate them being with us this evening. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll remember these that we've uh, added to our list. And, again, remember to pray for our day Sunday. Uh, I'll, I'll let me read one more thing. Uh, Brother Coy usually comes and helps, Miss, uh, helps Brother... Uh, carry and mow the lawn and take care of the lawn on Thursdays if you uh, can help tomorrow uh, be he comes up in the evening so if, if you have his number contact him if you'd like to help he needs help this is a lot of work for one person uh, far too much and he does everything he weed eats he edges he mows so please uh, uh, contact him if you can all right Miss Bignell Brother Peter Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll have another song and get back in the service. All right. Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness toward us. I'm thankful, Lord, for the privilege of prayer, for the power of prayer. I'm thankful, Lord, tonight, God, for our folks that are here. Lord, some... Uh, they started and didn't make it. Brother Shelton's not feeling well, so we pray for him. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd be with Miss Cindy as she recovers from her, her surgery on her wrist. Lord, we pray for her, the folks that have been mentioned, Lord, some that have taken falls, and, Lord, others that, that are having health problems. I lift them up in prayer. I thank, Lord, Brother Dennis, Miss Susie, 
God, I pray for Brother Eric's aunts, Lord, and uh, God, they're just uh, Miss Mary's co-workers, Lord, we pray for them, and, and Lord, we pray for our folks, Lord, too, that are uh, continue to be on our prayer list, Lord, we pray, God, for their health, and uh, Lord, we just lift them up, Lord, some tonight that didn't feel well, that are home, we lift them up in prayer and asking you, God, to please just uh, watch over them, and uh, raise them up quickly, uh, God, with uh, no problems, and Lord, I pray, Father, that if you see fit, Lord, then, Lord, if you don't return before Sunday, that, God, that you'd please uh, fill this place with your presence, Lord, and, God, we ask you to fill this place with people, Lord, send folks that are lost, they might come to get saved, and folks, Lord, that are burdened, they'll come, Lord, and realize that, Lord, that you will uh, ease our burdens, Lord, and that you'll take care of our battles for us, so, God, I pray that you're hand to be upon us, Lord, in a special way. Lord, thank you, God, for our folks tonight and their faithfulness. Uh, Lord, I pray for our, our children upstairs. We lift them up in prayer. And we just ask you, God, to watch over us in a special way. And we thank you, God, for all your many blessings toward us. We, uh, again, pray for those that are out of town. Lord, give them traveling graces. And, Lord, we just thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness toward us. Thank you for the good report of Miss Corbello. Lord, we pray, God, that you continue to watch over uh, her and her family, Lord, as they watch over her as well. Uh, God, I pray that you'd help me in just a few minutes, Lord, as we, uh, Lord, continue our study in the book of Daniel. I pray, God, that you'd help me to rightly divide your word of truth, and, and uh, Lord, that your hand would be upon us, God, in everything that we do. But, Lord, as we do what we do tonight in our Bible study, God, I pray that we'll give all the glory and all the honor to you, Lord, because it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and ask all these things. Lord, bless this offering. Bless the gift and the giver, Lord, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. Take your hymnal, if you would, please, and open up to number 353, 353. Let's all stand as we sing, Saved, Saved, number 
chapter 3. We'll start reading in verse 26 and we'll read down through the end of the chapter. Find your place. If you would please stand. Daniel chapter 3 verse 26. Find your place. Amen. Amen. That's close. Daniel chapter 3 verse 26. Find your place. Amen. Amen. Okay, that's better. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth, come come hither. Then Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego came forth uh, of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their head singed, neither... Uh, were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Dear Father, we pray, Lord, you bless the reading of your word, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Last week, we, if you remember, we left off with these three men being thrown into the fiery furnace. And you remember, the Bible says, if you go back and read, that they were uh, walking around in the midst of the fire. And if you recall, we, you think about it, they weren't trying to get out. They were walking in the midst of the fire. And we, we talked a little bit about how when you and I get into... Uh, trouble and trials and tribulation, our first response is escape. Our first response is to, we want out. Uh, but I think here we learn a lesson that in the midst of trials and this, in the midst of tribulation that we can still have fellowship with God. And we noticed also that they had more liberty in the fire walking around with the Lord than they had outside of the fire bound, you know, and in, under the the guidelines of King Nebuchadnezzar. So, uh, so we can see again that we uh, sometimes we just need to be still in the midst of trial and tribulation because God may be trying to teach you something and the fellowship probably a whole lot sweeter. Uh, but we notice here in verse 27 as we got started, this is where we'll get started. We notice that when uh, God performs a miracle that there's going to be evidence of the miracle. Uh, the Lord, when he does things, he doesn't do things in a cheap shabby kind of way uh, we notice 
uh, when he gets in this uh, gets in this situation, we we see first of all the crowd around the men. Look in verse twenty seven. It says, And the princes, governors, captains, kings, counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was in hair of their head sins. These are the same group of guys that were around when they gathered up when they threw them in. And now they're all of a sudden, they've got a whole lot of curiosity because if you see, it says they gathered together, but they gathered to look and to scrutinize these guys. Now, when they began to look at them, they wanted to look and scrutinize their condition. And when I got to thinking about that, I thought, you know, Christianity has nothing to hide. Uh, the Bible teaches us that uh, Christianity wants to be examined. In fact, God himself, you remember what he said? He said, prove me. And that word prove, it means to examine. It means to investigate. It means to try. And so God in the Christian life will always, if you prove God, it will always prove valid and it will always prove true. And yet there's a lot of people that don't want to do that because, you know, it gets, um, we have to exercise some faith in the process. So these men are gathered together. They want to examine and scrutinize these men and they want to look at their condition. Notice what it says. It says they saw. Uh, they were totally uh, unharmed these men as they look in they they're looking at them you remember Nebuchadnezzar calls them out he says come out come hither uh, in other words Nebuchadnezzar is not going to get too close to the fire it already cost him a bunch of his men I mean uh, weathered and uh, seasoned soldiers we talked about how oftentimes when Satan tries to do something he tries to intimidate you Listen, Satan, all, he, he'll, he'll never stop doing that. I mean, I believe that's what uh, he has done through COVID. He's tried to intimidate God's people. And, and by the way, some have fallen into the, uh, into the trap of intimidation. And we can't let Satan do that. And all God's people can say, amen. amen. So here they are. Uh, they, Nebuchadnezzar calls them out. And he says, you come over here where I'm at. And they began to uh, scrutinize and look upon these men. And it says that, they are unharmed and not even a hair on their head was singed. Um, when I was a boy growing up, you know, when you're a boy growing up, you have a tendency to play with matches a little bit. And if you have a brother, you have a tendency to play with matches at the expense of your brother. And we were playing with matches one day, and I had always heard that hair will burn really fast. So I took a match, and I struck it, and I stuck it up. Uh, my brother wasn't looking, and his hair started burning. I mean, almost like a poop with fire on it. And it started going up in flames, and it burned a big old patch out of the back of his hair. And, of course, when we got home and we talked to my parents about it, we had to come up with something besides playing with matches because we knew we'd get in trouble. So, uh, you know, we... We lied about it, or at least I lied about it because I was the one that burned his hair, and we wound up getting a big whooping about it. But I'm telling you, one thing that I learned is that when you burn hair with a match, it stinks. When smoke gets on your clothes or on your skin, it has a tendency to, uh, to stick to you like glue. And so here are all these men. The Bible says that they're gathered together and they're there to scrutinize these men that had been in the fire. Now, if you notice, the Bible says that they didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. And when you think about it, listen, when God does something, he does it well. He doesn't do it halfway. He does it the best all the way. And so 
We, in fact, when we read in Acts chapter 1 and verse 3, when you read about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, he, the Bible says he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. Listen, witnesses were there, and the Lord proved himself alive by these witnesses. Same thing with these witnesses that, that came out and began to scrutinize these three men. Listen, they, they began to look at them. I think they went over and they smelled of them, and they, uh, they, made, they made a big deal out of whether these guys had been, really been in the fire or not. Listen, God wants to know when he does something that, listen, he does it the very best because he doesn't want Satan to be able to look back and find just a little bit of something to point his finger at God. So we see the same thing in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible says he showed himself to many witnesses. If you look in First John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, if you look up the definition of a witness, a witness is someone who, who tells about what they saw, what they heard, and what they felt. 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. It says, that which, we, which was from the beginning. Look what it says, which we have what? Heard. Which we have what? Seen with, with whose eyes? I, he didn't see with their eyes. They said we see with our eyes. Which we have, what does it say? looked upon, and our hands have what? Handled. And it seemed like that they wanted to make sure that we really got it because they really repeat themselves. They said, we've handled of the word of life, for we, the life was made manifest. And notice what it said, we've seen it. We bear witness, and we show unto you that eternal life which was of the Father and was manifested unto us. It was shown to us. So they're saying the same thing that a witness says. They tell what they saw, they tell what they heard, and they tell what they felt. And those men, that when they came out of there, they, those witnesses, listen, they looked upon them, and, and as they gathered together, they began to tell us what they saw. They, they saw with their own eyes that these men had come out of the fire. They saw that they were unharmed. They, listen, they, they talked about what they, uh, what they, they smelt. Listen, they, they smelt of these guys. You say, how do you know? Because it says they didn't even have the smell of smoke on them. And not only that, but they talked about what they felt. So we see that these witnesses simply talked about the, the things that they saw with their own eyes, just like what happened when the Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected. Listen, we live in a day where people don't, it, it doesn't matter if they see it. It doesn't matter if it's red. They'll tell you that it's blue all day long. Simply because, and we're seeing that simply because they don't want to give credence to the word of Almighty God. So they'll, they'll go completely against it. Look at verse 28. We see something that Nebuchadnezzar does. He makes a proclamation. Uh, verse 28 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who have sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, that, watch this real close. He gives honor to Jehovah. But, but watch, his honor is limited. He doesn't denounce his heathen gods. Okay? He simply gives praise to the god of these three men. You see, Nebuchadnezzar, he's polytheistic. In other words, he believes in many gods. 
And which brings me back to the other, you remember the verse, this was funny last week. Remember we talked about how, how what all the other versions say about when the Bible says Nebuchadnezzar looked in and it looked as the image of the Son of God, capital S. And you go to the other versions and, and most all of them say the exact same thing, the sons of the gods, little s, little g. They all say the same thing. But Kevin was telling me, he said, you know, preacher, he said, the minute you started talking about that, our live stream went off. And as soon as you stopped talking about it, the live stream came back on. Well, listen, I'll just say it again. All the other, all the other versions are not versions at all, but they're perversions, and they've taken away who God is himself. Listen, I'm thankful that I serve a God who gets in the fire with us. Capital G. Capital O, capital D. Well, here's Nebuchadnezzar, and he's, uh, he's giving honor to God, but he, he's not going all the way. Listen, a lot of people are the same way. They'll give honor to God, but they won't denounce all the other little gods in their life. They, they'll go a little way, but listen, preacher, don't ask me to go this far. Don't ask me to do this. Oh, you, you know, don't ask me to. I've had people say, preacher, you, when you preach, you act like you expect us to be at church every time the doors are open. Amen. Okay. Well, I mean, you know what happens? People give honor to God on a Sunday morning, but then they go home and give honor to their God Sunday afternoons and Wednesdays. They give honor to the chair God. Amen. They give honor to the pool God. Sometimes they give honor to the family God. Come on, y'all say amen. Nebuchadnezzar's doing the same thing. He's going to give Jehovah a little spot over here, but he still has all these other little gods in his life. And you know, because he's polytheistic, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to make any of his gods mad. So he thinks if I just give God a little honor, everything will be okay. I mean, he didn't go all the way. Look in verse 28 again. So he acknowledges uh, what these three men have said in verse 17. You remember, if you go back and look at verse 17, they, uh, they said they were servants of God. They weren't just talkers about it. They were doers. Be not hearers of the word only, but be ye doers also. And so in verse 28, Nebuchadnezzar says they trusted in him or in God. Folks, listen, the object, let me say that and listen to this, the, the object of your faith will determine the validity of your faith. Okay, or did, did y'all get that? I mean, you can trust in a hundred different things and still not have biblical faith. Biblical faith is to trust in Jehovah God. And by the way, notice what they did. It says they yielded their bodies. Look in Romans chapter 6 and verse 13. Romans chapter 6, verse 13. Notice what it says. It says, yield, it says to yield our bodies as instruments of righteousness. When you're coming off of, the, of, of 121 or you're coming off of LBJ or you're coming off of George Bush and you're coming up on the deal, there's a sign usually over here on this side for the traffic that's on the, the, on the side road. You know what it says? Yield. And you're coming off, and you're going about 60, you know, because you haven't slowed down yet. You're probably not going to slow down until you get to the light right up here. But you're expecting something to take place. 
You're expecting that the people right here in this lane that's still over here on the side road, you're expecting them to yield. Because if they don't yield, listen, there's liable to be something bad to take place. And, and you know what happens nine times out of ten? They don't yield. And so you have to give way. Well, listen, God expects us to yield our bodies as instruments of righteousness. We are the ones that have to give way. God's not going to give way, and we should not expect him to. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, it says to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Listen, devotion to God requires the yielding of our bodies. God wants your body. I've had people say, I've asked, listen, you're going to be here next, oh, no preacher, I'm not going to be there Sunday, but I'm going to be there in spirit. Wait a minute. God wants your body. Forsaking not the assembling of ourselves, and we could go into that. But listen, God wants our body, and too many today yield their bodies to things that are unholy and to things that are ungodly, but if you're going to serve God, are y'all still here? Amen. If you're going to serve God, listen, and have a right relationship with him, then you're going to have to yield your body. Amen. Amen. Notice what else he said. Look in verse 29. He, there comes up with a prohibition in verse 29. It says, therefore, I make a decree. Uh, he said that every people, nation, language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill. Now, Nebuchadnezzar didn't want anybody saying anything bad about Jehovah God. And, and you know, when I thought about that, I thought, wouldn't that be nice today if, if somebody in our local state or in our government offices would, would have some kind of... a uh, hood spot or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, grit to stand up and say, hey, you know, you can't say anything about Christianity. You can't say anything about God. You can't, I mean, uh, anything bad. But today you can say th anything bad about what we're doing here, but you can't say anything bad about something that is unholy and ungodly because you'll wind up in trouble. But Nebuchadnezzar says, you know, you can't do it. Uh, you can't say anything bad. And But notice if you look in verse 29, notice what he says. There's a punishment. But isn't this the same punishment that, that he proclaimed about if you didn't bow before? You remember if you go back and they said, okay, when, when the, uh, all the, the music begins and, and all this, when, it, when everything gets started, then here's what you're going to do. You're going to fall down and you're going to worship the golden image. And if you don't fall down, didn't he say he's going to cut you in pieces? Listen, now he's saying, uh, if you don't worship God, he said, or excuse me, if you say anything bad about God, he said, I'm going to cut you in pieces, and your home's going to become a dunghill. Listen, I'm, I mean, uh, that's back in verse chapter 2 and verse 5. Listen, today wrong is right, right is wrong, and there's little or no punishment for doing anything wrong. But listen, God help us today just to do the right thing. We, we live in a day where we get punished for trying to do anything right. I was talking to my sister the other day, and uh, she works, I forgot, yeah, I, just, I won't tell you who she works for, but she got in trouble because the manager came up and said, listen, you've got to stop talking about, about God because so-and-so so got offended. And I said, well, did they bring it up? 
And she said, yeah. And she said, listen, as long as they, if they bring it up and they start talking about this and this, she said, I'm going to stand up and tell them what God says and tell them what the Bible says. And listen, God help us for me and you to do the same thing. Listen, we have, uh, my dad always said, there's two things in the middle of the road. Dead things and a yellow streak. I thought, that's pretty good. Listen. You know, we can stand up for what's right, and we can stand up for the things of God. We don't have to be offensive about it, but we can still stand up and do the right thing. So here's Nebuchadnezzar, and and he tells him you can't say anything bad. But notice uh, verse 29. Notice what he says. He gives God praise. He said, there's no other God that can deliver after this sort. You remember... What he said earlier, he when he's uh, about to throw him in, he said, listen, I'm going to throw you into this fire furnace. And he said, and who is that God that shall be able to deliver you from my hand? Well, he's seen him in the fire. And now he's saying, there's no other God that can deliver of this sort. You know, uh, his view is starting to improve a little bit. Uh, but he should have stopped. No, look in verse 29 again. He should have stopped when he said, there's no other God. It should have put a period right there. Uh, you know, sometimes we go a little bit too far. We think we're doing really good, and then we want to try to uh, explain or examine or do some other things. But listen, there's sometimes we just need to stop and allow God to be who he said he is and, and, and allow him to use us and us, us just be an instrument. So here he is. He says, listen, there's no other God. And, and we'll get into more of that because he's going to learn really who God is a little bit later. Uh, he's got a glimpse of him. He's, it's not an angel, but it's uh, uh, God himself that has come and delivered these three men from the fiery furnace. But notice again what he says in verse 30. He, the word promoted. Let, let me read that. He said, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. That word promoted means to cause to prosper. You know, they already had held high positions in government. If you look in, back in chapter 2 and verse 29. And so Nebuchadnezzar, he's adding to that. Now, it may look like Nebuchadnezzar's doing the promoting, but he's not doing the promoting at all. God's doing it. Amen. Listen, when we do the right thing, God always has our back. He's always going to take care of us. And we can all, listen, it, it may not be what we expect, but listen, God will always make things right. You see, so it looks like Nebuchadnezzar's doing the promoting, but the fact is, it's God's doing it through him. Now, this, what, now listen to me. This does not mean that it's always going to work out, and if you stand up and do the right thing, that you're always going to get a promotion, you're always going to get a raise. Listen, that is not always the case. That's not always the case. If you don't believe me, look in Hebrews chapter 11. There was a, a lot of those folks there that were martyred who stood faithful for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and listen, many have not survived the furnace. If you remember what these men said in chapter 3 and verse 17 and 18, they said, Our God whom we serve is able. But if he doesn't. Listen, if you go back in Hebrews chapter 11 and you read, you'll find that some subdued kingdoms, some stopped the mouths of lions. The Bible says that some escaped the edge of the sword. 
I mean, those are awesome and, and great stories. And I'm thankful that some God used those people. But if you keep reading, you'll notice that the Bible says some of them were tortured. Some of them were sawn asunder. Listen, I want you to know sometimes you go in the furnace, you, you, may, you may get burned some. Listen, but it's listen, but God, it's a refining fire. It's something that will help us. The Bible says that we'll come forth as gold. If you, do you remember the uh, what I talked about about how the the, the uh, silver refiner? Uh, you say, well, how does he know when the the silver is ready? He watches and he he dips off the dross of that silver when it's heated up. And when he begins to look into that silver, when, when he can look into the silver after the dross is removed and he can see the image of himself, he knows that it is final, it is ready to take off the heat. Listen, it's only when God can look into your life, when you're going into the furnace and the things of this life, it's only when he can look at you and see a mirrored image of himself when he knows that you're ready to come out of the fire. Amen. But too many times we want to get out before he's through. We want to we get into that uh, self-preservation mode. We want to look, God, if you'll just get me out of here. Listen, wait a minute. Spend some time with the Lord. Uh, listen, God wants us to be on our knees in prayer and asking him to help us. And, 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 and not ask why. When we get into trouble, nine times out of ten, we ask the word why. I mean, we've had kids, the number one question they ask when they're going up is a three-letter word, Why? Why, Daddy, why? You know, why, why? Well, no, just because. Well, listen, don't ask why when God puts us in something. Ask what? Not why are we here, but God, what do you want me to learn? There's something that God would have us do, and if we don't learn it, you're going to go right back and take the test all over again. So some of these people in Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says that they were sawn asunder. But no matter what may come in our lives, no matter what, what direction things may, which direction things may go, whether it's through the fire and, and we, we're part of that people who sawn asunder or, or we face persecution, listen, or where it's, uh, we come out, we're promoted and we do all of these things, listen, we can always understand uh, that God's in control. It's not us, but God through us. So whether it's the furnace of persecution, or whether it's God's hand of deliverance, God is always faithful. Amen. I'm thankful that God's faithfulness isn't determined by my faithfulness to Him. Amen. Listen, how much trouble would we be in? Yeah. Uh, if we ate and if we, uh, our relationship with God was determined by how much, we, how much time we spend with Him, listen, we'd be in trouble. Yeah. But I'm thankful today that God is faithful. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 58 it tells us, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Listen, God help us to be steadfast. Amen. We, we let the smallest things get us off center. We let the smallest things uh, uh, get us out of our relationship with God. But God says to be steadfast, unmovable. Yeah. Look at it, always abounding, always moving forward. We live in a day where, listen, that, that the world tries to do everything they can to keep us from serving God. Listen, in, in, well, I won't go into that. Uh, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, now watch this, your labor is not in vain. We can't put a period there. That's not where it stops. It says your labor is not in vain. What's the last three words? In the Lord. Yeah. 
Listen, we've got to make sure that when we do what we do, we do it for the honor and glory of God. Um, you know, when we when we would go out so when on Saturdays we listen to that's uh, once I get started I do pretty good but it's it's hard to get this old flesh moving sometimes. Any any of you that way? Yeah. And when you go knock on somebody's door, and, and, and nine times out of ten, the first one you knock on is going to be some got somebody that's mean. Didn't you see the sign on my door? It says, no soliciting. Well, I'm not selling anything. I'm trying to give something away. Well, I don't tell them that, but I want to. But they get mad at you. They cuss you. You know, they'll spit on your shoes. Slam the door in your face. Put their hand out. And you know what you do? Yep. Go to the next door. Um, we met a, a Korean family last week and that took our information and, and I gave it to Brother Choi and he's going to go by this week and see them. And it was interested in the Korean ministry. Listen, what if I'd have stopped two houses before that? Um, what would happen? What maybe he's lost? Maybe he needs a, maybe he needs the Lord. Maybe he doesn't understand English. But Brother Choi can speak Korean. Amen. Listen, sometimes the old devil throws obstacles up in our path just to try to get us off track. We can't do that. We've got to keep going. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Remember. God's a record keeper. He's a bookkeeper. And nobody has ever been disappointed who served God faithfully. It's hard, but I've never been disappointed. You know, I, I can always say that God's always taken care of me. It hasn't always been easy. We want the easy button. You've seen them on the commercials. We want to get in. When we start serving God, we say, Okay, Lord, I'm going to hit the button, and you make it easy for me today. It's not going to happen that way. Uh, but I'm, I want you to know, it's just like these three Hebrew men. God will get in a fire with you, and you'll come out of it. And listen, may not on this side, but on the other side you will. And you won't even smell like smoke. And all God's people can say, amen. Father, help us, Lord. I pray, God, that your hand will be upon us. And, uh, Lord, that you'd strengthen us. Lord, this days that we live in are difficult at best. Uh, God, these days that we live in... The world, uh, God sees all kinds of uh, professing Christians, but God, there needs to be some Christians that are cut above the rest. That Lord, that uh, when they see us, Lord, that they'll see Christ in us. Lord, they don't see a uh, a sunny uh, life. Christian, Lord, doesn't make an impact, God, but it's that Christian who's lived through the fire and come out on the other side and still smiling and still praising God. Those are the ones that make an impact on people. God, help us to be that. And I pray, God, that you'd strengthen us, Lord, and, and God, that you'd help us to be the kind of testimony that you'd have us to be. Lord, when we leave this place tonight, I pray, God, that your hand will be upon us, and, and God, that when we go to bed tonight, we'll thank you, Lord, for your goodness. God, when we get up in the morning, uh, God, that we'll give you praise and glory, and that, God, that you'll strengthen us, Lord, as we go through our day. So, Lord, help us, God, and in this time of invitation, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd please help us to... Uh, God, for just a few minutes to do business with you, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While every head's bowed and every eye's closed, and Lord, speaking to your heart, if you want to come pray.
I want you to come. The Lord's speaking to your heart. If you need to come, you come. Really glad you came. Say amen. amen. Uh, Brother Kevin, when does when does your school start back? Okay, y'all keep Brother Kevin and and Son Gil. When do you go back? August fourteenth. Right. When does when does classes start? Do you know? Thirty first. Right. Well, y'all pray for them. Uh, Kevin's going back to the school of Fort Worth. Son Gil's going back to Heartland. Keep them in your prayer. And I ask you to pray a special prayer for Caden. He's uh, working on his admission into Heartland as well. So uh, he's supposed to talk to an academic dean today. So y'all pray for him. He's excited about it and really be a turnaround for him. So uh, I ask you to keep him in your prayers, if you would, please. That would uh, mean a lot to Sherry and I. So uh, I appreciate that very much. But pray for Sungyu and, and uh, Kevin as well. Uh, schools, man, it's rough, especially when you're working, and uh, along with it, it's uh, it, it takes some effort, so keep these young men in your prayers, all right? Let's stand, and we'll be dismissed. Brother Clark, would you dismiss our service completely?